0: Now we are. I need you to do an intro.
1: All right. Uh, the young nephew went on recording.
0: <laughs> it's been about a hundred episodes. You, since can, that you can cut. You can
1: cut that out. <laughs> Thank you. Editor. Please, do, please do intro. You're supposed to intro us, right? And we're back. See, seeking wisdom is back. Yeah. I'm excited to be back in the house. Yeah. This is the second episode since yeah. uh, the now famous, infamous sabbatical. Yeah.
0: I caught something in the first episode. This is me giving live feedback to uh, to the crew that manages our podcast. They didn't let the music rock.
1: Oh, you got to let the music flow a they, little bit.
0: They didn't let the music rock. They like w- played it for one second.
1: No, no, no. It's got to yeah. build. It's got to build. Right.
0: So James, Ryan and crew, I'm listening to you. I'm watching you. Okay. Let the we music. We got a crew now. Listen to you. Listen, please edit this right. Let people nod their head and then drop it.
1: Yeah. Then drop it. Yeah. But we're back. We're here to bring some knowledge. I'm excited. If you don't know me, my name is DC. Yes. David Cancel. Yes. Uh, AKA the uncle. Uh-huh. AKA OG. A.K.A. Old Guy,
0: Old Guy, O.G. and Old Guy are the same.
1: Same. Uh, not to, not to me. O.G. is Original Gangster. Uh, and who are
0: you? Uh, I'm D.G. Uh, A.K.A. the nephew. I think I'm the heart and soul of this of this podcast. But you know what's funny? You know what's funny? What? I was on a sales call yesterday, uh-huh. and these two guys—they were about to buy Drift. And like I love to just hop on calls And like just You know wave or whatever And people are like Oh They're like We love seeking wisdom And this one guy I forget his Shout out to you I forget your name I'm so sorry We got him Hypergirl tickets So he's fine He's like Yo I got some feedback For you though I was like What He's like We need more DC There we go There we go There we go. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. So like that not only is that a shot at me because that means I haven't been doing this enough consistently. But I said I said he was gone for a month. We'll be back. Mm-hmm. And so we're back. We're here. We're here right now. You're anxiously watching this. Well, we'll fix it. Don't worry. We're all good. So so I was thinking, okay, this guy says to me we need more DC. What are my options? And I was like, you know what? There's nothing more DC than books. So I thought we could do on this episode, we could rewind some of the, you know, summer's not over, but we could give people some of the books that we've been reading and enjoying this summer.
1: That is true. And while I love that shout out from that from that young nephew on the yeah. other end, I don't sure. know his name. Uh-huh. I've been thinking less DC. You have, yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah, to hear. this is, a why, this is we, a. why don't we put it up to the to the uh, no, seeking wisdom community? No, no. Less DC, more DC. This I'm is seeking I've wisdom. been battling
0: on this on him uh, this for years now. He doesn't want to be in the spotlight, but I keep trying to tell him, man, you you're the face of this movement, and he doesn't want to do it. So, like, tweet at him at DC at cancel, We need you to be the face. Just so I want to make him uncomfortable or, or the opposite.
1: Less DC. <laughs> Less DC. All right, we're here to talk about my favorite topic, okay. which is books. Okay, so on what
0: I, book specifically? So I went. I, went, I had some fun last night and I wrote an outline and I got a bunch of books. Mm-hmm. I know you'll contribute to this. Yes. I mean, granted, all these books that I read came from you anyway. So maybe you don't need to contribute them.
1: <laughs> I was looking at your list because uh, I actually broke uh, the number one rule of Seeking Wisdom was for me to read dg's list you looked? stuff that we talked you about. looked yeah i looked this morning i shouldn't have this
0: sent it's my fault i shouldn't have sent it breaks
1: to you. the rules so I if should. the flow is off we'll blame uh, <laughs> dg
0: okay so i'm going to give you i have on my list i have four books dc might add more but let's go we're going to break the rule of threes and we're going to go with four okay book number one this is this is actually let's make this about me this is my education this summer okay so mm. i got
1: i like that maybe we'll title this Subtitled this The Education of a Young Nephew. The
0: Education of a Young Nephew. Damn, I'm gonna write that down. The Education of a Young Nephew. That's kind of like the miseducation of Lauren Hill, but way different. Exactly, yeah? way different. Okay. Uh, so book number one is called The The Dow. The Tao. Is that how you say it? The Tao? The Tao of Charlie Munger.
1: <laughs> it's unbelievable. I don't know these words. I I I don't—actually, it can be pronounced—I pronounce it just the Tao of Charlie Uh. Munger, although I'm from Queens and (laughs) you're from Worcester, so someone can correct this. (laughs) This here little book, if you follow me on Instagram, Mm decancel, shout it out. Shout it out. Um, I did a uh, little—I highlighted all the big passages that I loved from this book, and I posted it as one big uh, photo share on Instagram, on decancel. Yes. So check it out if you want. But this book— I love as you probably know but there are new thousands of new listeners all the time for those new listeners I have an obsession no no a love no, no. a passion a man crush a man crush on Charlie a relationship Munger. with virtual with Charlie <laughs> one, Munger
0: one time DC stood up at a company meeting and he's like like oh, no we, we may I mean this might have been the blog, a title of a blog post is like why i have a man crush on this 92 year old man or something like that 92 year old <laughs> man
1: if you see him he he looks good he looks good. But anyway, Charlie Munger is the partner of uh, Warren Buffett, uh, Berkshire Hathaway billionaire. He has been called by Bill Gates and Warren Buffett the smartest man that they have both met mm. in their lives. That's saying something. Mm. When Bill Gates says you're the smartest man they've ever met. That's by the way, good.
0: there's a lesson in there, right? Warren Buffett he started Berkshire Hathaway,
1: yes, right? And he brought on Charlie Munger who as a partner who is smarter than him cuz he was smarter than he was. Lesson in there. Lesson, humility. Anyway, Charlie Munger Uh, this book, The Tao of Charlie Munger, goes into, and I love the way it's written, because Tao, uh, because it basically goes by each chapter is one point, one quote, and a chapter can be as small as a paragraph. And, you know, right here, just what I was saying, Charlie Munger is truly the broadest thinker I have ever encountered. Bill Gates. Bill Gates, that's a good quote. Can we get quotes like this? That's a good quote. Charlie Munger is the architect of today's Berkshire. Berkshire has been built to Charlie's blueprint. My role has been that of general contractor Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett.
0: That's pretty good. So Tell me what you learned. I've watched videos of Charlie Munger. Mm -hmm. I watched the Buffett documentary. And I finally grabbed this book because really cool thing that we do at Drift. This is not to plug us, but we have books that we love Mm -hmm. just around the office. And uh, the other night I was leaving work and I needed a new book. And I saw a stack of these books, like literally a stack of 10 of these books. Yep. I just grabbed big one. Big stacks of them. Grabbed one. Mm-hmm. Nobody's like, yo, you have to check. No, no. i no, just it's took yours one, to so it's mine now. Uh-huh. So I read it. And, uh, you know, there's a, I, I love it. It's easy to read, it's a lot of quotes and commentary, a lot of finance stuff in there that's way over my head. And, and the other thing is that this is where you must have got your obsession with uh, cognitive biases from.
1: Yes. Is Charlie Munger. Yeah. Well, I had it from reading uh, Influence? Influence. Okay. And uh, Influence Charlie so Munger's. Good obsession came from the same place. It came from him reading Influence. Wow. And he In credits 80s.
0: Cialdini love it. with a teaching. Shout to out us. to you, doctor. I call you doctor because we've met you. By the way, if you're watching on YouTube, which you should be, we got all these books here. Yeah. Uh, uh, don't live. forget to subscribe, on, forget YouTube to subscribe on YouTube and then
1: click the little bell button so yeah. you get notified every yeah. time we Gonzalo's post a new Gonzalo's nervous video.
0: about the uh, number of YouTube subscribers we're trying to get this year. Yeah.
1: We gave him a big goal. So don't, the, don't, don't, don't make him
0: nervous. No, so the whole section I love was about learning. And uh, it's funny because this is stuff you've talked about, but I didn't really put it together until reading this book. One quote that I loved, he talked about learning machines. Right? He said, "I constantly see people rise in life who are not the smartest, sometimes not even the most diligent, but they're learning machines. They go to bed every single night a little wiser than they were when they got up, and boy, does that help, particularly when you have a long run ahead of you."
1: That is, if you don't know me, that that's is like my your favorite, that's your bio. That could that's be my bio. That yes. is my the fa- my favorite quote of all time, all time. in all history. If that could fit on a tattoo across the chest, it would be here right now. Like
0: when we met, uh, when we met Dr. Shaldini at this yes. conference, mm. and he reached Sharded into out. his pocket and he handed me his six principles card. Like that should be a card on your in your in, pocket, in my pocket. That, that, you that you hand I hand out to strangers. Yeah. So that was one. I love that. That one punched me right in the gut for sure. i I felt the power of that firsthand. Uh, the second quote that really stood out to me was reading. He said about reading. He said in my whole life, this is. Same thing that Jim Rohn said. In my whole life, I've known no wise people over a broad subject matter area who didn't read all the time. None, zero. You'd be amazed at how much Warren reads and at how much I read. My children laugh at me. They think I'm a book with a couple of legs sticking out. Mm.
1: (laughs) I love that.
0: Salute, Charlie. I love that. So this book was great. You know, it's one of those books where you don't learn anything new, but it just reinforces all the things that you you thought. So that's book number one, The Tau with a T of Charlie Munger, available on Amazon, but also available in the Drift Lobby. Yes. If you ever want to come by. Come there. on
1: by the Drift Library okay. uh, lobby anytime, San Francisco and Boston, and pick up a copy.
0: Okay. Book number two is uh, Confessions of an Advertising Man by David Ogilvy, And I have a confession. Through this podcast, I've been come to be known as this Ogilvy connoisseur, right? Mm-hmm. I never read this book.
1: I know. I had to put you on that.
0: You had to put me on it because I got addicted to Ogilvy on advertising, yes. which came later in, the, in, in life.
1: I think this is better.
0: This book is first and it's better. This book was published in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Ogilvy on advertising. Wait, by the way, why are you reading a book that's in the 60s, man? Mm. Why this are you is where the
1: real lessons are.
0: So… This was written in the 60s. Ogilvy on Advertising was published in the 80s. And Ogilvy on Advertising is basically like his hits, all the the pictures of the ads. So I Mm -hmm. love this. But I finally read this one. And I love it because unlike Ogilvy on Advertising, which is really visual and collection, this to me is like a playbook. It's why we love Behind the Cloud so much, how Benioff's whole book is like 200 plays. This is plays. So the chapters in this book, for example, are like how to manage an agency, how to get clients, how to keep clients, how to be a good client, how to write potent copy— all that stuff. So, if you are interested in in copywriting and all this stuff, you got to go get
1: this one. This is the Confessions of an Advertising Man, and I would say, I would guess, yes, reading this book a couple times, that Benioff's book was based on this. Is based on this. wow. This is the that's a hot take.
0: That's a hot take.
1: I would put my own hard-earned money on that. I, that's that that framework take. is uh, is based on this. If you read this, you'll see the pattern. And if it is, that's not me uh, no, that's dissing that's a shout out that's intentional that's though. a shout out that's a salute yeah. to Benioff if he did actually base it on this shout to you Mark
0: uh, anyway a couple nuggets that I love for this book first of all I can't say enough about going back and studying this type mm. of stuff but he said a um, couple I pulled out a couple nuggets any damn fool can put on a price reduction but it takes brains and perseverance
1: to create a brand mm. what does that mean? fire fire yeah everyone wants to run to the uh, lower price lower price lower sure. price but Ogilvy, the master he knew. of modern advertising, he knew. knew the truth. Okay. He
0: also said, this is a secret. I'm okay with exposing the secret because I think most people won't do anything with it. But I'm going to give you this secret anyway. Every copywriter, and I, in my terms, I use copywriter, should just mean marketer. So I'm going to reread this quote. Every marketer should start his or her career by spending two years in direct response. One glance at any advertisement tells me whether the copywriter has ever had that experience. Mm. <laughs> that to me says everything about why you put me on copywriting, copywriting. two yep. years ago Yeah, because right?
1: there is no marketing without knowing about no. one cognitive biases no. and uh, social psychology
0: what did Mike Triano shout out to you at Mike Trapp what did he tell us earlier this week yeah. all great marketers you want to be a great marketer yeah, a become student. a
1: student of human response bingo man shout it out to Mike Trapp on Twitter Mike T-R-A-P nothing else matters in marketing. nothing else matters that is the key and I was like DJ, you got to bring that back to the Bringing to the back. young marketers on the team here at Drift. Like that is, you, If you want to be good, whew, you can ignore this. You if can, you want to be great, yes. you have to be a student of human response. And that is exactly what Ogilvy is saying in that. And by saying that you have to spend the first two years in direct response because that is the study of human yep. response. Yep.
0: So that's actually what we're talking about on our Friday meeting tomorrow, 2 p.m. Is that. Last quote from Ogilvy that I love was actually on hiring. He said, I admire, people, I admire people who hire people who are good enough to exceed them. I pity people who are so insecure that they feel compelled to
1: hire inferiors as their subordinates. Mm-hmm. You've heard, it's funny because an amazing thing about reading the greats, yeah. whether it's Ogilvy, going back in time, uh, reading ancient tomes, whatever it is, you'll notice once you start doing that, that the same patterns come up over and over and over again. And the, by, because they come up so often, it's easy for us to mm. overlook them, oh, for sure. to be blind to them because they become so common. But... You got to turn it around. You got to invert and flip it and say, the reason these patterns are coming up so often is because these are the core truths. For sure.
0: That's, if anything, to me, that's why I love reading now because that, it just reinforces the stuff. Like this to me, like that's a lesson we've been talking a lot about. But because this man wrote it in 1963, I actually believe it more now mm-hmm. because I'm like, it's, it's still true. It's still true. You know, 40, 50 years yeah, later.
1: Yeah, this is not some newfangled idea.
0: So go and get yourself this. By the way, this book costs $9. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Your
1: latte costs more than $9. It does.
0: It does. I go to… Uh, twice a day, it's $10. Bucks. Okay. Before we get to, to Mr. Shep Gordon… Uh, the High Growth Handbook… Yep. This is like… Man… Okay. So when I saw this book, I was like… This book is going to be 40 bucks. This book was $10. <laughs> Unbelievable. $10. So you got this first. So I want you to tell me about
1: this book. So this is a great book here. It's called The High Growth Handbook. And a reason that it is $10… It is that it is published by the good people, our good friends at Stripe.
0: I hope you were going to start there.
1: And if you don't know Stripe, Stripe is a payments company, yeah. kind of revolutionizing payments. And for most people, Stripe is a back-end API mm. provider. So they may not even know the name. But they're uh, rethinking payments, modern payments. And most of the stuff that you pay for online is probably going through Stripe. Anyway, the reason that I point that out is because... Something that we talk about a lot here. And others, you know what? Others are starting to listen, copy, Mm. wake up. There's a lot lot of copying copying out there. Copying, a lot of people talking about branding and B2B. Brand is so hot right now. A bunch of this stuff. But anyway, I digress. (laughs) Shout it out. The amazing thing that you see from the good friends at Stripe here is that they've invested in building not a pamphlet, not an ebook, not a white paper, not a form, not a download, but publishing a real... Valuable book, you know what? And
0: subsidizing it, they they ran laps. They ran marketing laps around people by publishing this
1: book. Mm, Look at that! Look at the inside! Look at the inside of that! This is this is a reason you have to subscribe to our YouTube, so you can actually see what I'm pointing at here. But if you look at the quality of this, (sighs) it's amazing. It's mind blowing. But anyway, they they got. uh, And excuse me if I mispronounce your name. It's okay. But you're a hero, Elad Gil. So how yeah. he did the Elad? Yeah, it's good. Hunt, it was nice. Israeli style. Yeah. And uh, Elad Gill, who's the author of this book, yeah. is a well-known. Uh, I've heard his name forever. Sure. Entrepreneur, name. operating, exact investor. Yeah. To such companies, you may have heard of some of these. Uh-huh. Airbnb. Heard of them. Coinbase. Yes. Checker. No. Gusto. Yes. We use Instacart. Yes. Open Door, Pinterest, yes. Square, Stripe, Wish, and others. Pretty good. So you should, he's
0: a good guy to follow for role model.
1: you know, previously he was the VP of uh, corporate strategy at Twitter and um, was at, spent many years at Google, McKinsey, and a couple. And he graduated from, he has a PhD from MIT right here. Pretty good. In sunny Boston. But anyway, he wrote this book. And what I love about this book is that. It's a series. I love the style that it's written. It's yeah. a series of interviews. You know what it
0: reminded me of? Remember that book, Founders at Work? The yes. Jessica Livingston yeah, yeah, book? It yeah. reminded yeah. me Shout a lot of Jessica. That.
1: Yeah, And uh, it's, it's very much like that. And he goes into different chapters, like managing the board and hiring a team and all that stuff. But the way that he answers those uh, those questions that we all have is not in his own words. It is by conducting a series of interviews with some of the best and, and brightest that there are out there. right? And you'll... Oh, look at that. They have even a chapter here on hypergrowth. Huh. Organizational structure and hypergrowth.
0: On September 4th, actually.
1: Yeah, in um, Boston.
0: What I loved about what I love about this book is, and I haven't gotten my way through it yet, but uh I read and, pieces and of it. This is a
1: book that's made to you yes. can skim around. That's what I was to areas say. that you
0: care about. The beginning of this book, man, we're just doing free press out here on Seeking Wisdom today. Elid. Uh, shout it Elad, out. Elide, what's up? Uh he said it's it's not to be read through, but uh to flip through it like a guide. And mm-hmm. I love that. So I got it the other night, flipped through it, went right to marketing. And uh, it was an interview with uh, the CMO of LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. Shannon Brayton. Mm -hmm. And this is why I love this book is because she just talked about like her life as a CMO. And she said, the role of CMO is to be good at a hundred different things. And a CMO can come from a number of different backgrounds. She's a CMO, but her expertise is in communications, not demand gen, not brand expert, not product marketing. So she hires strong in those areas. I love that as an example. Because I think that's true in every role. Mm-hmm. Everybody that's in any department anywhere wants to feel like they have to know everything. Yes. Right? All the time. If you're going to run engineering, you got to know everything top to bottom. Mm-hmm. If you're going to run sales, you got to mm-hmm. know everything top to bottom. Yep. But she that's made it wrong. clear, no, you got to build a team. Mm-hmm. What that's are you doing right now? You're looking at notes. Are you getting I'm ready not, for your look, session? I'm not looking at okay. notes. DC's looking at books on his phone. Uh, he's looking for highlights. I know that for a fact. The other thing she said on hiring, which, which is really powerful, is she said, um, I always tell my teams, if you were to start with a blank slate, what would your team look like? Don't optimize for one person. It's very easy to say, well, we have this person who's great at this. Mm. But you need to think about what moves make sense for the whole company and then figure out if you have the right people.
1: DG, yes. I would suggest that you read that every night before you go to bed. And uh, and you. meditate. Thank you. Meditate on it. I will. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying you sh- You might want to meditate It's a good on lesson.
0: That. It's a very good lesson. It's a very good lesson. Okay. Can I go on to the next book? Let's go. I don't know what you're doing. Don't worry. High Growth Handbook. Okay. Last book. I got to tell you something. This might be the fav- my favorite book I've read in a long mm. time.
1: Mm. This is a this is a, a DC hidden gem. Hidden gem. mensch. And if you are… Hidden gem. If you subscribe on YouTube to us and you leave a little comment about this book here I will post a link to a photo of Becky our own Becky here at, who works at Drift with the Supermensch himself wow. and Shep Gordon and Alice Cooper
0: come on yeah? when was that?
1: are you subscribed to YouTube?
0: no uh, yeah I am actually. okay so I'll,
1: I'll answer you in the comments <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this book was incredible DC sent me this a couple months ago and said please make Shep Gordon your mentor and study it and uh, it would have been easy to say, well, this guy's a rock and roll manager. I don't even like rock and roll. And also, what does that have to do with marketing? I and learned he's so an old much dude. about marketing from this damn book right here. And you've probably seen it. Maybe you've seen the documentary, but the book is phenomenal because it's his take. Yeah, there's a Netflix documentary, right? Yes. I so know. Shep uh, was the manager for Alice Cooper, Teddy Pendergrass. He brought Emeril Lagasse and all the, the whole celebrity chef movement over mm-hmm. here, the Gypsy Kings, and so many so many more people and. You know, I won't tell you all his stories from the book, but this was a a lesson for me in in reminding myself that the best lessons about marketing don't come from people who actually say they do marketing. This guy was a
1: PR freaking genius. Bingo. You nailed it right there. The best lessons in marketing are not in marketing. They're not in marketing. No. No. They're from people like this who have created something out of nothing, right? And this is, if you're into the cooking channel, into any celebrity chef, yeah. It all traces back to being popularized by my man here, right? Like you said, Emerald Lagasse, Wolfgang Puck, yep. Ro- Roger Verge, Come on. Daniel Balud. Like all of these people managed by him. You know who else? Who? The late great. The late great who? Chef? Yeah. Anthony Bourdain.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. This is a Bourdain book. Yes. That's right. He put this book on. Yep. Pretty good.
1: Pretty good line So Anthony Bourdain himself. Pretty good. Who was- managed, you know, the late great Anthony Bourdain, uh, was managed by Shep Gordon and was a longtime friend. And he actually put this together. And if you watch the documentary on this, which is available, I believe on Netflix, Netflix. that was put together by another friend of Shep Gordon, Mike Myers, Mike Myers, right? If you don't know Mike Myers, Austin Powers, get to know him, get to know him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's a famous comedian. So that says a lot. And this guy did not want to be famous, did not want to write a book Mm -mm. and uh, his friends uh, pushed so hard yeah. and believed in so much they forced him to write this book and to do the movie it's
0: an amazing book I'm going to give you I don't want to give away Alice because I'm going to give no, you no, no. one Shep Gordon story
1: don't give away too much when he was
0: trying to put Alice uh, Alice Cooper when he was trying to make him famous yes so they were in they were in London in the busiest traffic circle in the, in the city and he bought a a, a big truck and they put a, a poster, they put a billboard of Alice Cooper, like, basically naked on it, in a massive, like, 18-wheeler truck. And he told the driver, I want you to go in the middle of rush hour, and I want you to just break the truck down in the middle of traffic. He goes, I don't care what happens, I'll take care of you, I'll bail you out, whatever. So this guy When you
1: go to prison- When you go to prison, I, I will got bail you, you and I'll write you a and big you, check. He will, and he so, did go to prison. So
0: literally, at rush hour, the busiest intersection in London, there's a there's a 18-wheeler, they broke it down, it caused massive chaos and hysteria in, in the city. In the, the driver city. went to jail. The driver went to jail, and and then they sold out the alice cooper show because it had the whole place whole london being like who the hell is this alice cooper guy exactly. i gotta go to the show and
1: on every news program yeah it's amazing
0: so if you're going to Dreamforce this year no just kidding yeah break down
1: <laughs> a giant 18
0: wheeler uh so yeah that's that's all i got you have notes or something or are we done
1: yeah no i have a few books that okay. i read a lot of books on my sabbatical yes. um obviously read a lot of books all the time but uh three books really hit home for me. Yeah. And funny enough, this never happens, but all three books are from the same author, Her. Daniel Coyle. Shout out. I went deep on him. So uh, our good friend, Richard Banfield, suggested the book Culture Code. Fresh Tilled Soil. Fresh Tilled Soil uh, founder. And uh, he suggested a book called Culture Code, which a lot of people had sent my way, but I never read. Yeah. And Because I was going on sabbatical, I ordered a copy, read it. And I love that book so much that I went to his older book, which was called The Talent Code, right? And Talent Code, amazing, right? It's all about deep practice, right? And then I uh, loved that book so much that I was like, I gotta get more. I read a book that's basically an addendum to that book and it's called The Little Book of Talent. Mm. And uh, The Little Book of Talent reminds me a lot of the the way that both the Tao of Charlie Munger as well as The High Growth Handbook was written and i'm violating a rule here and i'm gonna, I'm gonna i did go for some highlights there good. but you 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 sold me out good right and uh well and i some, mean
0: nobody would believe you if you memorized it so go not,
1: that's true some highlights from that the the third book from daniel coil the little book of talent one of the highlights that i love is the key to deep practice is to reach mm. this means to stretch yourself slightly beyond your current ability spending time in the zone of difficulty called the sweet spot. It means embracing the power of repetition. So the action becomes fast and automatic. It means creating a practice space. Mm. This is what we talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. But all of us want to shy away from it. They want to move away from it. And uh, this is it. And he studied musicians, you know, sports players, business people, everyone. And it came down to the same thing, which is deep practice was the key to success, right? It wasn't the amount of practice necessarily like the AK, the 10,000 hour rule. It was the amount of hours spent in deep practice. And uh, I want you all to go out and pick up that book and uh, take a read. It's a small little book. It'll take you an hour to two hours to read. I think you'll appreciate that. But I want you to also subscribe on YouTube. You can find us uh, search for Seeking Wisdom Please. Or Drift on uh, YouTube Yeah w- w- Ignore all the car drifting channels and uh, come find us find one that has two bald guys on it yeah hey dg dc dg fully bald hell yeah and find us on there and we'll put a link is
0: jumping we just got on spotify
1: we already got a bunch of downloads from it oh yeah Yeah. we're on spotify now so there's no excuses that you know there was some people holding out because we weren't on spotify so this podcast available on spotify the only downside of spotify is that you can't leave a six-star review but you can share spotify now on instagram stories that's the easiest way easiest way share it over there and then uh leave a six-star review and if you share us either if we find you in the six-star review or find you in an instagram story and you tag us uh, we will enter you into a very elite elite uh contest that we're having that involves uh flying you out to either boston or san francisco Giving you the VIP treatment DC. This guy's going to uh, kill me And, and joining us taking wisdom You know I am he saying it again I'm we're, three, it.
0: we're three weeks out From hypergrowth. We're going to try to Try to find flights For these people Across the country
1: Amen uh, That's how I do it uh, You know I am saying this now But you know I haven't reviewed The C, uh, the uh, hypergrowth budget So this might be A budget breaker It's large Oh my uh, god Oh no
0: No It's large enough Where no flight will <laughs> No flight will break We'll, we'll put budget. a dent
1: Yeah there won't be a dent in <laughs> it. So
0: you heard it DC is going to fly you Again the Hyperbook. we already cashed in on three of those alright so good. let's go
1: let's go some more uh, so six star reviews only remember Apple still fronting still holding back yeah uh, they only allow five stars as of my last check it's true and uh, but leave a five star review but then leave a six star rating inside that review and uh, shout it out I miss being on this show. Me too. Uh, hopefully, the, hopefully the fan, the fans I won't was, say uh, that they want less DC.
0: I was just looking. I try to let the numbers tell the truth, and uh, you got some work to do. But uh,
1: we'll get you back up there. Damn, I need to get back on top.
0: Tweet at this man. Let's go. All right. See ya. See ya. ya.